As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Triple B Podcast would like to invite you to come break bread with your brothers. If you like what you're hearing on the show, if you think we missed the mark, or if we got it all wrong, reach out to us on social media. We can be reached on Twitter at triple underscore B underscore pod or search Brothers Breaking Bread Podcast. We are the Brothers Breaking Bread on Facebook and our email is brothersbreakingbreadpod at gmail.com. Further descriptions are in the show notes like follow, friend, do all that good stuff. And please never forget to break bread with your brothers. How y'all doing? We out here, chillin' in the spot. What up? How y'all doing? We out here, chillin' in the spot. What up? Breaking Bread Podcast in the house. Yeah, let's make it happen. Let's not just talk about it. This is a beautiful thing, man. It's all this blackness and we all just getting together, playing dominoes, we eating, we drinking. And, you know, food is always just the, the extra man. They deprive these people of their basic human rights. You know, and we call ourselves Americans. We're supposed to be above all this. They'll fake the crisis. They'll make it seem way out of court. Brothers, we breaking bread. How y'all doing? We out here, chilling in the spot. What up? Trying to hold it all together, man. Life is moving fast right now, man. So it's good to have everybody out there. I love that, man. I love it a lot more than I could, I could, I could, I could say to you guys. Chipping. And if you take that chip away from him, he gonna go crazy. 
when he get when he put that chipping down, guess what? He grabbed this chip back up again when y'all out there riding in the car. He's never not chipped. His whole life is chipped. He need a charger because he a chip. Motherfucker's been chipped. Hey, 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 what's going out there, party people? Brothers breaking bread, triple B in the house. We chip. Cause we all on devices <laughs> right now. We chipping, we chipping the fuck up. I think I'm trying to suppress a laugh up for this motherfucker. My bad. Chipped up and chipped out. Chipped up and chipped <laughs> out. And by chip you mean cell phone. I know some people out there know it's not the COVID nineteen vaccine that some of you niggas <laughs> thought had microchips That's in it. First thing they go say. Ah, oh, see, I knew it. I knew well played. Well, well played. played. Yes sir. Yes sir. It's not the COVID vaccine. It's not the monkeypox, nigga. It's the cell phone that you're using to watch them Fox News clips, niggas. That's the chip. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to shout out yes. to uh, uh, Miss Honeybuns who watches Fox News just to make sure we we are we are balanced over in this motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, roll call. Ten meters, Lady Lavender, Miss Honeybuns, Slim AC. I'm the KC Story. Uh, Joe Pod, Joe Jeff, keep going in and out. I don't know. It's kind of warm out. He had his dog out probably for a week, and the white people probably rolled up on him again. So hopefully we hear from him. Hopefully he ain't in jail. <laughs> if so, uh, I'm going to put a link in the chat, I mean, in the, the show notes to where to send this nigga some bail money. All right. <laughs> Let's check in so we, right. <laughs> so we can get it in. Hey, what's going on, Miss Honey Buns? How you living? Dang, I didn't know he was coming to me first. Uh, if if Joe got locked up, I I got fish plates on, for sale on Sunday. We can we can get front man out. Um, I'm actually I'm doing pretty good. Things are going well over here. Um, no major, you know, no major news. My friend left me and went back to to her great state. Um, I have now been connected to a classroom of third graders, so I'm a pen pal to a classroom of. 20 some odd children so um they like to send emails they they too are chipped out and chipped up chipped out chipped up <laughs> so uh, that's all i got going on is a whole bunch of pen pals and they all getting the same note okay i hope they wow. compare okay you, te- you teach them the <laughs> the ills of the world the good of the world and to stay away from niggas like r kelly you you do your due diligence. Uh, yes we'll talk about that later on what's going yeah, on everybody. what's going on 10 meters I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. I just wanted to uh, start off with that. Well, why are you in the scrubs, nigga? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just getting off from work. That's why I'm in the scrubs, nigga. Okay. Uh, I made an announcement last week. Uh, well, it was kind of, sort of... Uh, kind of brought out last week that um, I might be returning back to the great state of Missouri and it is official October 17th I'll be back in the uh, back in KC where you, where you working or who, who you center point aha the lone negro in the center point yes. EP lab should flourish yes good shit yes is somebody feeding so, a dog yes. peanut butter or something what's going on <laughs> I don't know what is happening. Don't be the don't. don't be a nasty man. Take that peanut butter off your penis, sir. Uh. 
please, please. Don't put the pen. That's not a celery stalk. on your penis. That's not a celery stalk, sir. You stop it. Anyway, okay, go, go ahead, go ahead, pimp. I was just like here. I was like either somebody getting, grape, either somebody getting grapefruited. Uh, there's a dog really, really thirsty. And for y'all, y'all who don't know about the grapefruiting, I can show y'all the video later on during the, fu- the fuck recession. Anyway, go ahead, pimp. My bad. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm returning home uh, where I had my EP roots and um, continuing my uh, career uh, uh, until the sunset. So there's a lot of major players, I, I believe, that were involved in making this transition. I would like to thank them at the bottom of my heart. And when I see them personally, I would like to thank them. Uh, they know who they are. Uh, Roger, you're one of them. Thank you, sir. So I thank you very much for making some, making things happen, getting things, um, getting the ball rolling for this transition. Uh, it's a long time coming. Um, I even expressed this a while ago that I'm homesick. Yeah. Hey, I wouldn't believe I was homesick, but and, yeah, I'm homesick. And I, I don't know if it works uh, between different hospitals, but you need to make sure you mention me. And you, and if you're hiring, uh-huh. there should be a sign-up bonus. We need to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm saying you get your bonus, but then I get a, I get another bonus for you coming to HCA. We talk okay. about it. Yeah, okay. we talk about it. Yep. Anyway, All right. I got All one. Right. I got one when uh, Connor came on. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yeah, but you got you got me. So anyway, go ahead. My bad. Yeah. So yes, I like to thank all those players that had that had their hand in this uh, transition. So it's a, like I say, it's a long time coming. I'm very excited. Um, I talked with the crew uh, over there on Wednesday, I think that was. I talked with the crew. We had a lovely conversation. They had all positive things to say, and it, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this transition. Yeah, good. it's a good so. crew over there. Uh, young, they got the lead guys pretty good. Uh, Scotty K, uh-huh. Dr. Kerber. Uh, yeah. Good uh-huh. position. Uh, Vassar Ray's over there. You met him one time. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. That nigga okay. But he, they, he, said he's, they said he's really good at what he does. He but, what he said. He does, but he's an asshole. Sometimes you got to be like, hey, nigga. Uh, yeah. Ah, everybody got to walk to their car today, nigga. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you want to walk on two legs yeah. or do you want to crawl? Anyway, good shit, man. Good shit. But good shit, pimp. Thank you. Anything thank you. else? Uh, no, that's it. That's about it. All right. All right. I can't wait to get this. Give them their notice. Right. <laughs> on to Lady Lavender. How are you? How are you, ma'am? I'm pretty good. This is the last day of not teaching kids in a minute. I've been working for a while, but it's like, it still feels like this is the end of summer officially today. Um, school starts back on Monday with kids. Um, source of my stank eye. Could there be a stank eye instead of a side eye? Because I had to give this man the stank eye. There's a guy I work with, a teacher, who told me that he didn't want to teach. He used to teach honors classes every year until this year, and they didn't give him the honors classes. And he said that he can't teach regular kids because he doesn't teach those kind of kids. And, of course, in my head, 
I'm thinking about how honors classes at the school, even though the school is predominantly black, the honors classes are pre pre honors and AP classes are predominantly white people in them. Um, so to me, that's just coded talk for saying I can't teach the black kids or like non-smart kids, if you want to call them that. Mm. Um, so anyway, that's the source of my thank guy. And then today I had a really great conversation with Kim before we got on the podcast here. It was very helpful. Thank you for taking the call, um, talking about stuff that I want to do with the kids at school to address the flooding that happened that has displaced over 300 homes in the school district. Um, and who knows how many families, because a lot of these families are multi-family homes. Um, but we got to take a tour of that yesterday of the district and see just so many houses with just orange stickers on the doors and just driving by all of those. It was just, it was really horrible. So I was trying to think up ways to help kids at school talk about it, but not um, feel the triggers as much from that. And Kim was able to help me talk through some ideas for that. So thank you very much for that. I'm excited to do that in the first weeks of school with the kids. I'm super happy to help and I'm, I'm invested. I'd love to hear how that conversation goes. For sure. Dang. Good. Anything else there? All right. Slim AC, you, you didn't wipe the peanut, peanut butter off? You there, Chief? <laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> how, you, how you living, man? <laughs> oh, man. See, you got me. I was feeding the dog. Uh, <laughs> feeding the dogs. Is that what we call it? <laughs> That's what we call it. Feeding the dogs. <laughs> I almost died. I almost died. Dogs. I almost died. <laughs> well played. Well, well played. played. Well played. Very nice. Well played. Very nice. I, for, I, I forgot the sniper was on the uh, podcast. Hey. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> See that motherfucker. That Harry Potter clap, bro. You took oh, that one. That was. I did. I did. <laughs> Go ahead, Chief. <laughs> uh uh. Get the shit out. <laughs> Well, hold on, get it out. <laughs> hey, you want to call Rumble? me? Rumble? Do we need to start over? Shut the podcast up. Reset. All right, we let's reset. Do we need a No, no, re no reset. We going with it. Fuck it. All right, no. No, all good. Yo, I'm all good over here, man. Um, no, so uh, this week I had a cool little moment. Um, there was this lady. I was talking to her in the store, and she was just like, starting to break down and I was like, Oh, well, you know, you all right, you good. And she was just telling me, she's just like, it's so much death and it's so much this. And I'm, you know, I, I'm my, my father's, you know, on his deathbed and I just lost my mother. And, you know, we had a whole little moment like in the middle of the store and this random stranger, um, just broke down crying. And, you know, I told her about my situation, random lady. Um, you know, we talked for about 20 minutes and, Lady ended up giving me a hug and just talking and crying. And I don't know, man. I just felt like that was one of those, you know, how somebody can speak through somebody else. So I just felt like that was a moment where my mother was speaking to me through somebody else. Um, so I had a little moment uh, this week. But that was all good. Uh, on the flip side, uh, I have kind of a side eye for my child. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I have a side eye for my child. All right, so you ever have a moment um, for those of us who have kids or been around who have kids? You ever have a moment where you know your child is your fucking child? 
Yes. So we're in the car, you know, we're going, you know, I don't know where we're going, going to do something, whatever, right? And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking. I said, hey, so, you know, what what are you the least excited about for going back to school? And she says, um, she says, and I say, and I say, don't tell me because you don't want to go and sit in class and learn. And she says, okay. Um, well, you know, I am excited about PE and trying out for volleyball and trying out for basketball, but, you know, I just don't want to go to math, reading, science, English, or social studies. <laughs> so, <laughs> she basically My, said the, the, the one thing that you oh, said, don't say. No, words. but she said it, she said it on some, she said it on some slick shit like I would say. And so she, <laughs> right. well, Kim, Kim, what's the word? She reframed it. She reframed her comment. So I so I just had to give I gave her a side out for about five minutes. Let me drive, bro. Like what? You yeah. just say don't tell me that you don't want to learn. Yeah, so anyway, I had a good week, man. It's all good. But uh Bosco, what's up with you, bro? Nothing much, man. Uh to add on to what you were saying, we, we have a phrase for that in our laboratory. We had this doctor called Dr. Park. So he doesn't reframe, <laughs> but he repeats what you said, which you just said, but in a different way. So like one day I said, "Hey, sir, do you want you want two eight French sheets, a nine French sheet, and a ten French sheets?" He was like, "No, I think I want an eight, a ten, and an eight and a nine." And I said, <laughs> "Same thing you just said." I said, "So you want two eights, a nine, a ten? Yeah, yeah, that's what I want." I said. My- <laughs> We call it getting Dr. Park. He does it at least once a day when he's in the lab. <laughs> like, I just oh, said that it. shit, but you said it differently. But it's, you know it's the same shit, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> but now over here, uh, pretty good. Uh, my mom has been in a rehab facility. She's been, I mean, doing well, but just found out she uh, tested positive for COVID today. She's oh, uh, no, asymptomatic. Uh, so good there. Uh, she was supposed to get her 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 release date, her walking papers, uh, the 23rd, but now they're probably going to extend that a few more days. She'll be tested again in like two or three days. Um, but yeah, uh, doing well. But yeah, just uh, got tested tested positive. Um, yeah, I'm getting real old. My twins, both of them, just got their got tattoos this past. This oh past, shoot! <laughs> yeah, this uh, what two days ago. Uh-huh. It'll be 18 here on Sunday. Oh, I'm like, damn! I'm getting, I'm washed. Knees just, knees just got, <laughs> knees just got hot when I got the alert on my iPhone to say Yasir and Xavier's birthday on on fucking Sunday. I said, damn! I let my knees got hot. Uh, but, I, but, <laughs> but yeah, but life is good, man. Uh, really can't complain. Uh, shit, even better news today. Find out, uh, even though it's gonna be a different hospital, my nigga gonna be back here in the city, and we're gonna be uh. Doing what we do as far as EP uh, here That's in the right. flag. Won't be still catching up to KU's ass. We're coming for y'all. Still, niggas. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, y'all can't do shit with our VT program. What, nigga? Throw your That's shit right. out, nigga. What? Anyway. Uh, but outside of that, man. Y'all yeah, still like in these streets out ACA, here? ACA, nigga. ACA, yeah. nigga. ACA, nigga. Right. Why you got that That's blue right. on here, nigga? We all green around this motherfucker, bro. What's up? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's real out here. ACA Midwest, nigga. What up, cuz? Yeah. 
What you talking about? What you talking about, girl? Where you from? Where you from? Where your mama from? Where your grandma from? Where your daddy from? Nigga, I need to see everything, nigga. Your birth certificate, social security card, nigga, all that shit, nigga. If the last four don't match up, nigga, we on your ass. That's sorry, right. Sorry. I want to see your green card, your black card, and your white card. COVID, COVID ID test, nigga, I need all that shit. Shit. Hey, my bad. Sorry. Uh, just went off there it's not that. Second. It's not that game related. We we actually do have events together sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that serious. Oh man. But no, man. This, all right, man. I'm glad everybody. Okay. And uh, Joe texted me. His computer is uh fucking up. He got that uh. 2003 MacBook. So also mm. might need to get a some a fish plate fish thing going fish plate thing going for a new computer for Joe too. So either okay, we'll start that it will either we'll be, start that up. it will either be bail money. Or computer money. Either way, it's more Joe. So yeah. maybe, right. I, maybe I may not want to contribute to that. I don't know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oh, I'm on one today. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, he may he may uh, pop in. So I told him just to pop in. We're doing check-ins. So he said he'll try to get on. All right. Okay. <sighs> Chicago police officer charged after kneeling on a 14-year-old boy's back. In an arrest video. And you say, why is that so odd? The police always kneel on niggas' backs. A Chicago police sergeant is facing felony charges after he was caught on video pinning, excuse me, pinning down a 14-year-old boy with his knee in what he describes as an off-duty arrest in Park Ridge, Illinois, police said uh, Thursday. The Cook County's uh, state attorney's uh, office approved felony charges of official misconduct and aggravated battery against Michael A., Vitalero, 49, for the July 1st incident, uh, Park Ridge Police said in a statement. You know what? We got a video. Oh, my dog, Ben Crump, already on it. Oh, damn. 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 I, th- I damn. think, you know what? I think Ben Crump's a motherfucking android. How does, <laughs> be, how does this nigga be in 10 different places at 12 different times? He's that or a clone. All of it, dog. I'm saying this, this nigga gotta be, uh, uh, fucking the Avengers. Uh, who? Uh, the robot. Damn. Oh, um, Ultron. Uh, Ultron. Ultron. This nigga Ultron, Ultron, Ultron dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Ultron. Yeah. There we go. Good shit. We're gonna play this video though. And to set it up, as I already said, the article says in the video you see a you would know as a police officer unless you just read this report. You see a white man in a blue top. Khaki shorts or some kind of short, white Nikes, does not appear to be a police officer, may or may not have alerted anyone that he was a police officer. We've seen numerous videos of that. Uh, one of the more famous ones was uh, the the, the uh, tennis player who got ran up on. He was leaving a, leaving a fucking uh, hotel, and off-duty cop thought he was somebody else and just fucking decided uh, to tackle him. Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll keep playing. Hey, salute to his motherfucking, I don't know if they his friends, it's I should say his crew peers. out there. Salute, salute to his peers that said, hey, bro, you can't be on his back, get up. 
to the mm, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. The adults that are sitting here, because there's yeah, an adult in the corner. This man doesn't look like a police officer. He is. This is a child. You can look at the child and tell it's a child while the child is on the ground. Yes. Curly hair. I mean, he doesn't look like he is a very big kid. No adult was going to step in and keep this child safe. That is a huge problem. I I think I don't know if I was the one that I didn't watch it. Um, I got to about that part and I realized like, oh, it's a video. I can't watch the video right now because earlier today I didn't have it in me. But, yo, that's some bullshit. The adults were sitting around watching this man do this. And I don't care if he did say he was an off-duty police officer or if he is a man of the law or whatever. You're not working, my dude. You have no right to have this child hemmed up like this in the street. That's fucking nuts. Yep. There's a little more. So at this point, whoever has the camera, the camera's down, but the uh, the peer group, their friends, the other young men have gotten the, the uh, young boy that was on the ground away from uh, the police officer. <laughs> so yeah. Man, unfortunately, man, it's like those adults just sitting there to the side is is really a reflection of 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 society period i mean I, whether it's a kid it's another adult i mean we are just prone to just sit and video it and not interject you know what i'm saying so it, it i don't know man it's it's them tips and so let's yeah. i guess we kind of read up how what happened the incident happened outside of starbucks where the boy who was a uh, puerto rican Okay. Moved the bike on the sidewalk in order to pass by on his own bike. Antonio Ramachucci, where the fuck, an attorney, for the, uh, an attorney for the teen's family said last month, the officer can be heard on video accusing the boy of stealing his son's bike, uh, Ramanucci said. Video shows the officer pinning the boy's arms behind his back, putting him face down, then kneeling on the boy's back. Uh, police don't all act the same way. White officers use force more often. Okay. The dangers of police officers placing... Oh, anyway, after a female bystander questioned uh, Vitatero, he removed his knee from the boy's back but continued to follow the teen who was visibly upset and crying according to the charging documents. Video surveillance footage shows the boy was not the person who stole the bicycle from his this dickhead son, the criminal complaint says. But did he have the bike? Have the bike? When, when they got him? No, he, he 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 was moving a bike, and this motherfucker decided, "Oh, you stole my son's bike." That's what I believe. That's what it said. What I read. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we can just hand motherfucking people up off accusations. That's what that's what we mm -hmm. That's basically we can mm -hmm. what we can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No fucking evidence at all. So now we can just just take fourteen year old kids yeah. and hem them up without any fucking evidence or without any in the you know thing of crime or whatever. And the little dude had his own bike <coughs> in his hand. He moved another bike so he can get his bike passed. Right. That's all he did. And then what I'm saying is, so I, I guess now I get why they point out the Puerto Rican part of it, because all the white boys that was around there, it just so happened that the one brown kid is laying face down with your knee in his back. Right. Right. Coincidence? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably get... I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, 
we've been getting lucky. Suspension. We've been, getting, we've been getting lucky, but we'll see what happens. Uh, more fuckery. Police used the baby's DNA to investigate its father for a crime. Uh, what in the entire fuck? If you were born in the United States within the last 50 years uh, or so, chances are good that one of the first things you did as a baby was give a DNA sample to the government. By the 1970s, states had established newborn screening programs in which a nurse takes a few drops of blood from a pinprick on the baby's heel and sends a sample to a lab for, uh, to test for certain diseases. Over the years, the list has grown from just a few conditions to dozens. I can already see where this is going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you see how we get there. It's supposed to be used for medical purposes, but it, but it's similar to people sending in all their DNA for this, this was it twenty three and me, all this other shit. Yeah, yeah, that's how they that's how they found the Golden State guy. Yeah. So twenty three and me. Y'all getting chipped? Anyway. So I'm like, I'm like, so they they can take these samples and then the police can go back. And if they don't have your DNA, they can go find somebody who thinks, you know, your son or your child or somebody who they uh-huh. think you get that DNA from a baby sample and then track you down. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I have so many questions, man. Like, the legal, I guess it's a legal issue or the legality of it. I don't, I don't know. Like, some type of rights violation going on with that. I don't know, man. That just that just seems that just seems so fucking weird and fucked up, man. Yeah, it's it's that yeah that what's that what, what do they call that that legal term uh, fruit of the the poisonous tree or whatever the fuck kind of thing. It might you might be you might have good intentions, but the legality of it all and how you get a prosecution, you might have the right person, but then these motherfuckers get set free because y'all asked. Mm-hmm. the wrong way. Okay, I need to quantify this one because okay. y- y'all know how I get. I'm, I'm stuck on a, on, on a situation. Okay, so um, let's say James. That's a good name. So they think James committed a crime and James has James Jr. that he pays child support for. This is all known because the child support is through the state, so forth and so on, signed birth certificate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can go and get James Jr.'s DNA and track it back to James Sr. to see if he did that their crime. Yep, yes. They're saying exactly. Okay. I don't know. Mm -mm. Oh, no, that's scary, man. (laughs) That is. I mean, I mean, y'all work in hospitals or hospital situations. Have y'all heard of something like this before? This is a first for me. I have not heard of yeah them going to find a sample they got the day your baby was born to get uh-huh. a nigga arrested. I mean, if a nigga did a crime, okay, but then like you said, we we get this a real slippery slope of using your DNA for other shit that it wasn't its intended purpose, right? right. But did y'all even know that they took these? Like, I didn't even know they took that little sample, you know, without the parents' consent. The parents don't know that they do it. Like, they take this they take this sample of your child's DNA without the parents' consent or the parents even knowing. Well, it's, it's all assumed of uh, blood testing. Yeah. You know, for they're testing for types of diseases and, uh, you know, medical conditions yeah. that right. the child may develop, you know, along the line. That's basically what this, the DNA sample is for, but I did not know that they can use it for this. I mean, 
apparently it, it maybe they weren't supposed to be, to use this way. That's why they this uh this uh published records lawsuit has been filed, mm. which brought this to light. Wow. Yeah. So y'all y'all stay <laughs> y'all stay woke out there. <laughs> Wide awake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snitching ass babies. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this is a wild one. Uh, I know y'all says, I don't know, so have y'all seen this video? The woman, so there was a, a, a uh, what they call it? They check in, a health and welfare check. They okay. found this woman. I guess she was acting kind of crazy. They take her in. Uh, they probably took her into custody, to, I think, to take her in to get checked out at the ER or whatever. Mm-hmm. While in the back of the car, somehow, some way, she gets free of the handcuffs and gets a hold of the uh, AR to do the uh, AR-15 inside the uh, this uh, SUV. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, where's the sound? No. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm about to find a different one. <sighs> okay. You know what? We'll go to another story. I mean, oh, this is sad. But you can see right here in the screenshot, uh, she got that thing in her hand. Yes, she does. And she's, wow. Sips out of hand because got that thing in her hand, and she letting that. And in the vi- Is that the standard practice for them to ride around with, like, AR-15s in the back of the back of the vehicle? It depends on where you at. I had, well, it's not in the back. I, I don't think it was in the back of the vehicle. I think she got free, and she was able to get through. You know, they had the little thing. I think I might have been open. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Well, I mean, just in the car, period. I have seen that. It depends on where you're at. And I, uh, I have seen uh, primarily state troopers uh, have that kind of uh, weaponry on them because they tend to cover more land and tend to often work alone. I have not seen a lot of, like I've seen where like police may be cordoned off a, a area of the city for a search or something and the person mm-hmm. that's like locking down the block may have an AR-15. I've rarely seen like a city police vehicle with AR-15 as part of their just duty weapon to have in the vehicle. All right. But, I have, but well, I have seen state troopers in Missouri more often than not may have that just because I said they cover more area and they tend to work alone. Yeah, that's wild as fuck to me. They're just riding around with an AR-15 in the car. Like, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you can't go into school and, and save these babies. Fuck out of here. Damn. I, you know, we'll, we'll move to a different article, and the shame on me. I'll try to find one that has the sound as we go through. But, I mean, you get the idea. And the thing is, though, I hate to assume that there was a black female or male in the back of that vehicle, but the data's out there that they would have shot that vehicle the fuck up. Yeah. In this scene, vehicle not shot up. Woman was taken back into, uh, I guess she was in custody still, but taken back into custody and they got the weapon off of her. Still alive. So this little clip says that she she actually shot a deputy? Hmm. Like she, like bullets touched another human being? No, she, sh- she sh- shoots deputy and civilians from the back of the vehicle. So she didn't hit okay. I think it's just poorly worded. She was shooting at them from the back of the vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to say, because this... That that was a little misleading. Yeah, 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 yeah. NBC, NBC now. Actually, my bad. Yeah, she emerged eventually. She surrendered following the three and a half hour standoff. They would have wow. they would threw a brick of dynamite up under the motherfucking vehicle. 
they would have blew us up like man. They they would have been like Wiley Coyote with that big ass Acme rocket and that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh. And then turned around and got an electric cruiser or something after the fact and, and named right. it after the person they blew up. Like that's that's crazy. They would like see. We tr- that's why we try to tell y'all we need rocket launches. AR-15s are too easy to pick up. We were trying to tell y'all alone. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm glad, but I'm but it's like this is it's this thing where we see once again you can bring a very violent situation to an end peacefully. Yeah. So don't tell me it can't happen when we see time and time again when it comes to certain people of a certain race who are in these same situations as niggas. Sometimes niggas just in their bed asleep and they get killed. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's those are old those are old episodes. But we see that these things can be handled non-violently time and time again. What's the problem? Why don't we do it? Why don't y'all do it? Why don't y'all start ending everybody's, you know, situation peacefully? Oh, you you know what? I'm stupid. <laughs> what did you do? This is the right video. This is the tab where we were starting that kept playing some other shit. Uh-huh. So I muted the whole tab. I'm stupid, y'all. That's all right. <laughs> Had back problems. It just gets to the point where you just couldn't play. And is in jail after but, she... See, hold on. Faint, Something else is playing move, here. Uh, could run. See? You know, if you can't feel your feet, it's hard to run. I don't care about your feet, nigga. Larry sound was on defense because of his back. All right, so that's why... Reset, yeah, okay, reset it. This is, why reset I, this. this is why I muted the tab, because yeah. Joe Bob was talking about his feet hurting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, Joe, cut all this out. All right, here we go. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm mute again. Her handcuffs in the back of a police car. Doctors would eventually clear him to play in the Olympics. Tonight, an Oklahoma woman is in jail after she managed to slip out of her handcuffs in the back of a police car, obtain an AR-15, and open fire on sheriff's deputies, according to local police. The shocking moments were captured on the car's internal camera and police body cams. On Friday, Grady County Sheriff's deputies performed a welfare check on a woman, Rachel Zion Clay. Police handcuffed her and placed her in protective custody in the back. See, something else is still coming. This happened. Magic had made a cameo. Anyway, definitely did not see a woman being named Zion on my bingo card for 2022. Fair. <laughs> they probably That's probably why they showed up with all them weapons. Melissa Zion. Oh, we know it's a nigga. Let's go get her. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that, I'm not. He, 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 and hit another cop, a cop. Yeah, yeah. And went home to tell the story. Yeah. Wow. I, and I, I apologize, y'all. This I don't know why this tab. I re, I reloaded this tab. Wants to play two stories at once. But yeah, I'll try to find mm-hmm. a clean one. Let's keep it moving. Catholic Order struggles to. I didn't. I know we didn't go through this in the show. I, I saw it late. Uh, Catholic Order struggles to raise a hundred million to atone for slave labor. Jesuits established a trust answer for their history of enslaving black people, but frustrated descendants tell Rome the order is not delivering indeed. What? <clears throat> what? Yeah. That's all they got is a hundred million? It's out. I mean, they did have to pay all the, pay all, all the kids that got raped. They might hey, yeah, better up them tithes and offerings. Yeah. A hundred million, that's, that's what, like a half a year worth of work? Yeah, but see, maybe 
God said, <laughs> I don't know. A uh, prominent order of Catholic priests vowed last year to raise $100 million to atone for his participation in the American slave trade. At the time, the church, sorry, period. At the time, church leaders and historians said it would be the largest effort by the Roman Catholic Church to make amends for the buying, selling, and enslavement of black people in the United States. But 16 months later, cash is only trickling in. Imagine that. Imagine that. Who was supposed yeah. to pay it? The church? The whole the church as a whole was supposed to pay that hundred million dollars? That's what it's like alarmed alarm they alarmed. Alarmed by the slow pace of fundraising. They were if y'all go down there and melt down some of them gold coins y'all done stole, nigga, and pay yeah, us exactly. fucking money. Huh. That ain't stupid. Y'all know y'all, man, okay. So they're going to, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> they they the so they plan to pay off a debt of $100 million by fundraising? Go fundraising. Fish yeah, plates, dude. Fish <laughs> plates. Go. We're going to make fish plates, bake cakes, have rare plates, and we're going to earn $100 million. Go, really? Go. Ca- catfish, fish and, catfish and spaghetti, motherfucker. Go, <laughs> go fund me reparations. <laughs> Brought to you by white people who don't fuck with niggas. You really lied. They would have they done better reading the GoFundMe. Hey, dog. <laughs> hey, dog. Hey, you know, hey, you know they probably got, when you come to Mass, they probably got yeah. two plates. <laughs> they got the big gold, they got the big gold plate for the church. They got, they got, like, they got that little wooden bowl. They used to be at your grandma's house with the big ass wooden spoon. That's for the nigga, the niggas offering. That's for the niggas offering. Mm-mm. The nigga offering. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. Oh shit! Oh wow! These these motherfuckers gonna pay off with fundraising. That's yeah. that. That's incredible. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The, uh, the American Jesuits who relied on slave labor and slave sales for more than a century had discussed plans last year to sell all of the remaining former plantation lands in Maryland. The priest, the priest said, the priest said, yeah. They discussed transferring the proceeds along with the portions of the proceeds in an early $57 million plantation sale to the trust. Money from the trust will flow into a foundation that will finance programs that benefit descendants, including scholarships and money for emergency needs and promote <laughs> racial reconciliation projects, sure. But the remaining <laughs> land has yet to be sold, and the proceeds from prior land sa- sales have yet to be transferred to the trust. Jesuit officials and descendants say, wait a minute, so the niggas who's supposed to do it, like, hey, man, I mean, we sold it. <laughs> what, y'all want to, what y'all want us to do? Nigga, Bosco, I got it. Yes. I got, I got oh, it. Shit. Yeah. They, need, they need to get a bunch of old white men, mm. dress them motherfuckers up like slave owners, yes. and put them motherfuckers in front of Walmart, Kroger, just like the Salvation Army Center, Ooh. and collect that money. <laughs> you like the bell ringers? Bell ringer, collect that money. Twelve years of collection. <laughs> Twelve years of collection. But instead of re- instead of ringing that bell, they got that motherfucking. <laughs> 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 but they can only hold on. They can only crack the whip the white people. That's what I'm saying, but they, you ain't hit nobody with it. They, they can't crack it. They're they paying a debt. They can't crack it. I feel you. Hey, and right. instead, instead of that red bucket, they got like a motherfucking little burlap, ba- a little burlap sack. <laughs> a burlap sack. <laughs> burlap sack. It's got the first man, the first man purse. It got carpet, carpet bag on the side of it. <laughs> 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 oh, 
All right, man. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all. Hey, guess what? Y'all ain't getting that money. So I don't know to tell you. Oh, shit. Oh, no, we go. Shit in one hand, wishing another. I mean, exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Well, yeah. These niggas ain't. They ain't. They ain't. They ain't playing good on it. Oh uh, shit. Yeah. Hold on. Uh. You know what? Let's watch something just down with some Gary. chance to win all this shit like that but it, like we said on the, it got to start from somewhere you know yep. what i'm saying before before you know s- say whatever you will but before obama got elected shit before he was up on the on the motherfucking stairs been sworn in i know every nigga on this podcast was like we ain't gonna, no, we ain't gonna see no black president in our lifetime right mm. yeah we did you know i'm saying i, I know i, I for sure said it I said mm-hmm. at the time I was I was married to my white wife and she was said something about something something. This was before Obama was even up on it. But like we ain't gonna see no black president ever, not in my lifetime. Right. She reminded me, but <laughs> but still, so I'm saying so it, it has to fucking start somewhere. We can't just keep accepting the fucking like status quo. You know. It'll never happen in my It'll lifetime. Yeah. In my lifetime, shit like that, man. You gotta start somewhere. And if and if he fail, he's still pushing the needle. So he ain't failed. No. At all. So I don't care if the motherfucker lose, he's still making he's still waking people up to a new day. So you keep pushing, Gary. All right. Oh, you know what? This is in the wrong order. This is a sports talk. Sorry, y'all. Some of these Twitter Twitter tabs and all these tabs look alike. Okay. Uh, and actually, I thought Joe was going to be here to talk about this one. So I don't know. Did y'all see the video when uh, Killer Mike was talking to uh, <laughs> Ursula Walker? I still can't oh, believe this thing is a viable candidate. Um, hmm. No, I did not see that video, but I'm pretty sure it was entertaining. 
the dynamics of it has me interested. So, <laughs> I mean, it's we're not gonna hold on. It's a 27 the, minute video tonight on Love and Respect. Your side wouldn't necessarily please. Hold on, so you bring, let's, put, let's put it right here. Usually, when I'm when I'm when I'm trying to find people that are running for office, they're hard, they're evasive. It's like yes. trying to find Batman in Gotham City. Now you called me. Yes. yes. I was like, Michael, how you doing? I love to meet you. Um, everybody, uh, everybody on your side wouldn't necessarily please. You was called a, a Barney crack. Well, well, no, <laughs> but you you didn't you didn't mind, and you offered yourself. So thank you. No, thank you. You know, I've I've watched you from afar, and and I admire what you were doing for the city of Atlanta. And it's not had that I was running for office. It's just I. Admire I'm sorry, dog. This nigga talk old stuff. Nigga yeah. say he was watching him from afar, dog. <laughs> The nigga said they important the bad air. No, yeah, he said they got it from China. Yeah. The bad air. Yes. They they bought it in like they packaged it in Walmart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna fast forward here and there so we can get some sound bites, but but yeah. Suggestion, I said, guys, why don't we do this? I said, college is about education. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't we take the money that the athletes are gonna make, put it in an endowment program, and what we do with that, the interest from it is to help underprivileged people to go to college. And once you come back to that school, it's called a fucking scholarship, Hirsch. Yeah, exactly, Hirsch. Well, that's that's what that that is. That's exactly what that scholarship. So you is. still don't want niggas who you who are, <laughs> you still don't want niggas to get paid. This endowment gonna be ran by who? The fucking university? Exactly. Go away, nigga. I'm, I'm gonna keep playing. With a degree, I don't care what from in the university. This nigga ain't got a degree. <laughs> He, he, he was valedictorian. Don't forget, he, he was he was top he, top top his class. He lied to us. This nigga ain't got a fuck. This nigga this nigga curled his slave lips to say they can only get money if they have a degree. Nigga, no. But he ain't got a degree. <laughs> Hey, don't it sound familiar? Don't them talk, whoa, but don't it sound, don't them talking points sound familiar? We talked last week about old boy and paying back uh, them college loans. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. The talking points stand firm, so if he getting in line and towing the line, man, look up. He going to be in office. <laughs> and here's my thing, though. It's like, I mean, it's, it's a whole nother topic, but he, he brought it up. It ain't like. These motherfuckers getting money from the university, they getting the money from their motherfucking sales, whether it be people tuning into their YouTube channels, Instagram right. feeds, niggas buying their jerseys. So it ain't like the state coming up off that fucking money. So what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Not a damn thing. He he's don't talk, know what he's he, talking about. He's talking about keeping the college football system in line like the slave trade was. I get it, dog. They 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 need <laughs> to, you know about. we get to a different time, but they need to stop bullshitting around with this. Just call it what it is, dog. It's the G League for football. That's what right. it is. That's what college football is. It's the goddamn it's it's the damn NFL G League. Stop bullshitting. Yep. yep. Anyway, all right, my bad, y'all. When it, when it comes to motherfuckers don't want these kids to get paid. Cause that's top of, I mean, only two percent of them, two to three percent of them, go to NFL, NBA, whatever the fuck, anyway. anyway or, right. or you go right. get fucked up in college. Or get they, your and money. they monopolize your time and don't allow you to work. Yeah, you don't right. have to get your work. money. Get your so money. where you gonna get money from? Most of these cats ain't coming for money. Yeah, I say get all your money. And anybody got something to say? It ain't they fault. They can do shit you can't. Shut the right. fuck up. Enjoy the game. Exactly.
or the track meet or the tennis meet or whatever the fuck. They do shit that you can't do. Stop it. Stop. <coughs> you Stop receive it. every cent you ever made because I want the emphasis to be on education. Uh, because I think studies have been shown that you take professional athletes that have made a lot of money. They don't do anything with money. Someone has lost some money. I said, if we're going to help to educate our young men on how to spend the money, how to keep the money, how to invest the money on taxes, then I can be for it. But right now, just to say, let's get the athletes money. And guess what college don't do? Help you to do that shit. But guess what, could, but guess what could do that? If you have for the football program or the basketball team or the track team or anybody in these NAIL deals, you have someone that comes in. Oh, wait a minute. They already fucking do that with the NFL. Shut your black ass up. <laughs> anyway, I had enough. I got to move on. This nigga makes me mad. <laughs> I told you he'll spark something. No, the, 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 the very fact that he is. That he'll spark something. Is yeah, this gonna be linked in the show notes? Yeah, it'll be in the show. Why well, you wanna watch the rest of it and be mad too? No, I, uh, uh, no, I'll watch it later tonight. It'll be in the show I'll notes. Be mad later. It'll be in the show be notes. Cause okay. if Thanos, if there was a Thanos, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm helping this nigga find the stones. I'm helping the, <laughs> the stones. I'm helping build the gauntlet. I'm doing all that shit. If I, hey, I, I, I look. If I gotta kick one of you niggas off a mountain to get the purple stone, I love y'all, but hey. <laughs> Somebody what, gotta go. What did it cost you? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm disgusted by all of this. I'm disgusted. And I don't know why this page keeps acting stupid. Oh, shit. Well, more fuck me for black people. Uh, black owned small. In this article, the headline's a little misleading. Black owned small business in the Deep South are the backbone of the region. It's time they had access to resources they need to thrive. It should read that if you make three times as much as your white counterpart, you are more likely to be denied a mortgage or a loan for your business. Hmm. Yes, black businesses are important. Let's get all that. Uh, where's my where's my uh, paragraph at? I think I went past it. Sorry, y'all. Here's a quick fact. Black mortgage applicants in Mississippi earning more than $150,000 a year are denied at higher rates than their white applicants earning thirty to $50,000. Not thirty dollars to $50,000 less. Thirty dollars to $50,000. Period. Period. Home ownership is one of the key elements to building generational wealth and, and, and economic security, but it has been out of reach for, for, for too many for, for, for too long. My mortgage not only enabled me to put down roots, but created a legacy for my children, which is very important. That's why, that's why um, when I was in the military, one of the big things we talked about was the GI Bill and how to help build the middle class for America. But mm -hmm. black soldiers were denied access to the GI Bill for a long time. And a lot of people hate to deny that fact that that helped create and shape what we, well, I mean, well, the middle class is slowly fading away, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's but gone, bro. It's, yeah, um, and, we, and and the article's pretty good. It talks about lack of generational assets. Um, uh, I know we talked last week. It didn't get into this article about that and something that a pod. I mean, I heard of redlining before, but breaking it down, how FDR pretty much just fucked a lot of Negroes out of being able to refinance their homes, and a lot of them lost their homes, whereas their white counterparts in white <coughs> areas that were not redlined. 
were able to refinance and keep their, their homes and not go under. Once right. again, helping shape and build what we know as the middle class in America. Wyandotte County just had a really good redlining article come out probably very late last year, very early this year. And it's interesting to see because that, that our, being a lifelong resident of the DOT, where our redlining is, you can definitely see the different socioeconomic statuses and all of that that leads to like the poverty, the food deserts, the, um, the increased violence, uh, poor school districts, so forth and so on. And so hearing this, you know, this article, basically you can make three to five times as much as your Caucasian counterpart and still be denied. That is another form of generational <clears throat> like wealth or or generational racism, systematic racism, all of that, just keeping people from being able to put down roots. Yep. Um, well, one more, one more uh, paragraph here. In particular, entrepreneurs need access to affordable capital to start a business and get it on, get it on a secure footing. Did you know that only 13% of black-owned businesses and 20% of Latinx-owned businesses report receiving the full financing they request from banks? This is compared to 40% for white-owned companies. Black business owners uh, have told Hope, uh, I should have read the article, my bad, that with metrics uh, equal, that with metrics equal to or greater than white-owned companies, they have walked out of local banks empty-handed while seeing their white counterparts uh, granted commercial loans that are a lifeline to just about any small business seeking seeking to grow. I think it's a, I think it's another case of full circle, bro. We talked about Mississippi last week being the least progressive state in the entire, you know, lower lower forty eight. Yep. Uh, you know, even with them not, you know, doing nothing about the woman in Emmett Till. So, I mean, is it surprising that something like that in Mississippi is going on? No. Is it unfortunate and fucked up and you know, terrible and just another black eye on it? Yep. I mean, realistically, down in Mississippi, what the fuck can we change down there? I mean, uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, it, I don't know whatever. I don't know what would ever ever change it, but shit, you know, Texas, Florida, Mississippi is falling in line as. What what we call with the worst states? What's that? What's that award? Did you gave the the asshole of America? Yeah, that, yeah, the asshole of America, bro. I mean, but they've been the asshole of America and proud of it for a long time, I guess. Yeah, and and I hate saying nothing. I'm sure something could be done, but it just seems like, um, as far as politically goes, and how that changes things and laws changes, just like shit's just getting reversed and turning all bad and just nationwide. So I, I really don't fuck. I, I don't know what to do with for Mississippi. I mean, I hate being at a loss of words. I mean, I don't know. But you kind of are, you kind of are because you know, no matter what year, what decade, what time frame you're in, if you talk <laughs> about the state of Mississippi, it is the same. I mean, it's yeah. not, yeah, and it, it got moved, and it's still solid. And what what the foundation of that bullshit is? Yeah, but to hear those facts, to hear a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, as opposed to your white counterpart who's making a range of thirty to fifty thousand dollars, and they have a better right. chance of getting that mortgage. Are you fucking right. kidding me? 
I agree. But at that point, you as an intelligent individual, knowing where you are and knowing, you know, what you do, do you just, I mean, do you stay there and fight it? Or do you just get up and go? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, just just leave. Because, right, but but, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are better places in this union, but I'm sure the percentage ain't that far, that far off throughout the well, U.S. And they say leave the state, bro. The state is the, burn the whole shit down. Like right. I'm saying, leave the state because no, I'm talking about I'm talking about other states in the union, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Truthfully, like there are other places, but it, it's not like that. Like yeah. it is literally civil right, like. It's like 1960s now. Oppression, nigga. You'd like to see niggas with picks on a railroad down there if you drive in the right place. You just cross yeah. the state line and just start. Hey, bro, why you humming? Huh? What, what? That was me? Yeah, nigga, we just said welcome to Mississippi. You just started humming. Oh, my bad. I don't know why. Oh, my Lord, Lord, Lord. You did it again. You're doing it again. <laughs> hey, lie. If I drive into Florida, I try to make sure I fill up and not be in Mississippi longer than an hour. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, what Lucas say? Shake when you get to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For real. Yeah, but that shit's crazy. But speaking of, but this is a Yelp State pimp. Uh, Texas school district pulls Anne Frank's diary, uh, Bible, along with uh, 38 other books from the shelves after complaints. Uh, a Texas school district has pulled the Bible. <sighs> That's still fucking me up. An <laughs> illustrated version of Anne Frank's diary and about 40 other books from his libraries after the tome sparked complaints from parents and community members. Uh, the Keeler uh, Independent School District emailed uh, principals uh, Tuesday ordering the temporary move of all books that were challenged last year so the librarians and campus staff can review the titles and make sure they're in line with the new district policy. Hmm. Hmm. What is that policy? Uh, <laughs> no niggas, no Jews. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You see, I didn't laugh. I'm just like, what is that policy? That's a good question. Like, I mean, you, that's easy to throw out there. Like, hey, this is our new policy. We need you to follow it. Okay. Uh, can you define your policy so we can clearly follow it and not just be what you say out of the words of your mouth? Because that could change tomorrow. But we just get, we really get to the point, like I said, that's why we need Thanos. We just cannibalizing ourselves, this whole society, dog. Next thing, what's going to happen next? They're going to be like, we can't teach math? Them, them, them numbers from that brown country? Yeah. Them, them Arabic, Arabic numbers? Arab numbers, we don't want them talking in the classroom, so get them out. Come on, man. That's, that's, I mean, hey, look. <clears throat> those 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 people down here, like that that whole thought process that they have around that man is 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 unreal. Like when you pull it back all the way to them pulling those books, you pull it back to that CRT situation, um, yeah. like it's just it's like a fear so they're grabbing everything that they can grab onto and trying to hold on to it and trying to whitewash everything away so that we have no history because these young guys like we talked about with that chip okay we can bring full circle back to the chip they have so much access to so much information more more ways than we did that a lot of these kids are are more knowledgeable about some of those things i know but that 
eerie for a 50, 60-year-old Caucasian male to know that these young kids have a little bit more knowledge of power. Mm-hmm. One of the books that's on the band list is um, a book by a transgendered female who had a t- who, or, who had or has a TV show on, on kids' TV. On, t- on TLC, I said kids TLC, thinking I'm at work, my bad. And so, um, yeah, some of the reasons, the policy states that the book has to have a challenge. So I don't know if the challenge has to be valid per se, but if you can challenge the book, then they put it, I guess, on this list, and then they remove it until it can be reviewed by a panel or a committee or group. A lot of the books, just kind of from my brows, they were like LGBTQIA related, or they had, you know, some type of like, um, maybe like a graphic scene, or maybe a theme related around LGBTQIA. So I feel like it's kind of, kind of an attack on, on that. So I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Slim, in regards to like they don't want the youth to have access to knowledge anywhere. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to know what their theory was in taking the Bible out like that. I, what, what was what was the logic Bible. or cha- As Kim said, what was the challenge there? What was your well, challenge? Well, I'd like to know that. One. Well, it goes I mean, in line with the books that they that I, they took off they took off the shelves due to dealing with violence and death and destruction and all the things that are in the Bible. That's why. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. That's why I said when, when you start okay. when, when you start this, it is a very fucking slippery slope. It is a slippery cliff. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Because if you say violence, inappropriate sexual behavior, there's sex, there's violence, there's there's death, there's, you can say, if you want to be real crazy, there are zombies in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, there's all these things that a, that a, someone who wanted to be an asshole could pull and say, this was in the Bible. You took this book off the shelf for this. Why is the Bible still in, in, in this school? In, in this school? You're right. It has all that adultery, slavery, all that. Yeah. All that. Right. So it's, it's, but the thing is, how do you teach people to not be inappropriate? How do you teach young people right and wrong when you take the things out of the classrooms that says here's this community of people they're not bad people just because they have a different sexuality than you meanwhile they're learning this from their parents their grand whatever brainwashing motherfuckers might be getting at home but you're taking away all this education and knowledge that gives them info into a other person or group as they're deemed in our society and then you take it away from educators to be even to talk about these these topics in the classroom, let alone without the books. Yep, it becomes it because it's the basic it's the basic definition of like programming, man. You yeah. program when you program something, you put in everything that you want to make the program run the way that you want it to work, yeah. and you take all the shit that yeah. you don't want, you know what I'm saying, the program to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But they're taking out all the shit that they can still control, and they're trying to pull it all out. So that they can still continue to run the program that they've been running. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they and they yeah, they are basically <clears> saying <throat> we need to put all those individuals that felt free to come out of the quote unquote closet and all this shit. We want you to go back. We want you to go back in and pretend that you weren't here. It's all it's all a, 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 an agenda. You know so. 
I said coming out the closet, and it just hit me today. Um, Tevin Campbell. Yeah, he did. He came out the closet. I was like, baby, not, I, I wasn't surprised. That, that door was up. Hmm. That but I'm glad you spoke. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's standing in his truth. We, we knew know. the truth, yeah, but I'm glad you can stand in it, sir. We knew. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all bad. Well, all right, man. Uh, get your state together, uh, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already talked about that. Oh, I did have it open. Okay, we already talked about that. Okay, so you got teachers not reading books, and we have uh, educators with some, uh, I won't say bad behavior, but it is showing a bias that may have been learned during their time in learning education. So here's a uh, Yale study that suggests racial bias among preschool teachers, specifically black boys. Um, I believe in the study, they are told they're going to be showed a video clip of children at a table playing or reading or whatever, and they are told to look for or make note of inappropriate behavior that they see. Teachers, this video clip of four preschool students. Their instructions, look for misbehavior and click when you see it. The study was kind of deceptive. None of the kids in the video actually misbehaved. The researchers were using eye tracking software. What they actually wanted to study was who the teachers were watching. Both black and white teachers spent significantly more time watching the black boy in the video. This study showed that even preschool teachers can treat kids differently based on their race without even realizing it. Look elsewhere in the U.S. school system and you'll see this show up in other ways, like at this middle school in Bryan, Texas. They gave students Texas? tickets for offenses like disrupting class or using profanity. Black students were four times more likely than white students to receive those tickets. Nationwide, black boys miss way more school due to suspensions than any other group. And this can start a kind of chain reaction. Missing weeks of school due to suspensions makes students much more likely to drop out. Without a diploma, you're much less likely to earn a living wage and much more likely to be incarcerated. All this missing school is helping to drive the highest poverty and incarceration. Stay right there. Yeah, man. Starts at a young age. I'm going to give two cents on this real quick. Um, For those folks that have kiddos that are in the, the school setting, it's super important for you to be able to advocate for your child because this study was very interesting. It is... Um, I don't know, I don't want to call it a racism, but it's, it's a bias. For whatever reason, society has conditioned people to believe that brown or black is bad. And so, and it doesn't help that um, us as minorities, and I'm a woman, and I, I've raised up children, I'd be like, oh, you bad. I try not to say that anymore because that's a, you know, children actually, you can desensitize a child to where they think that shit's funny. You call them bad and they laugh because they think that shit's funny. So don't do that. But we need to be able to advocate for our children in our educational settings for reasons like this. This is like the, what do they call it? The 
principal to prison pipeline. Yes. I mean, they've been saying that for years, but it's super important to be able to like level set and say, I feel like my child is being targeted because they stand out in this educational setting. Call the biases where they are, because if you don't, you're going to have situations where, you know, your kid's going to be suspended for bullshit that their peer, if their peer does, it's just a, you know, a redirection. So y'all be, be able to advocate for your babies in the school setting. Yeah. Yeah, you you, def, you definitely have to, um, yeah, because you, as someone who has had to go to the school for some bullshit, uh, motherfuckers will try you and your kids, and you gotta let them know, no, no, sir, not not today or ma'am, depending on uh-uh. who the person you're talking to that day. Because I mean, because I, I mean, I, I hold my kids to a standard. Like they fucking around, we gonna have a talk. But you fucking with them, we gonna have a talk. Same same energy for everybody. <laughs> All right, but yeah, keep it moving. Speaking of the same energy, uh, New R. Kelly trial begins in Chicago. Disgraced singer Uh-oh. facing child pornography and obstruction of justice charges. Now people are saying, uh, didn't he just have a trial? This is a federal trial, and it has to do with uh, the feds thinking that he may have fixed the state trial. Did he, uh, According to New York Times, federal prosecutors now allege Kelly and two co-defendants fixed the state trial, saying Kelly arranged for a girl and her parents to travel overseas to prevent them from talking with police prior to his indictment. And then later, excuse me, sorry, later instructed them to lie to a grand jury about the case. The girl who is now in her 30s and whose name has not been named publicly will reportedly testify. So he basically flew out, flew out the girl and her mama. So is it flew in? They got flewed out. When you, when you flew, when you, I'm flew in, flewed out. You come to me. Well, no, he, he was, he was, he was allowing them to get flewed out, so that way he could be out. Did you see what I'm saying? Because yeah, I, I see your point. Maybe we can use it said, interchangeably. I mean, yeah, I guess I hope so. Because usually, person, I, I got flewed out. I mean, you come in. Yeah, the flu, the flu person. Okay. Yeah. But she, she got flu elsewhere. So, okay. He, he assisted in her going. I won't even say no. No, you got. I just fuck with you. This, yeah, <laughs> this is Robert. I can't even make it make sense. You no. know, right, sir, right. I don't know what else to say. Okay. Oh, Robert. <sighs> Damn it! He had to be a motherfucker. He wasn't ready. <sighs> no. <laughs> well played. Anyway, he wasn't. She reminded him. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh, oh my God. Child rape is not funny. All right, moving back on. I I, I guess he's going hand in hand. The rise of lonely single men, dating apps, and a drastically changing relationship landscape. Dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise. Men represent 62% of dating app users, lowering their chances for matches. I've read this line, and it still cracks me up. Men need to address skill deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Damn. Nigga, learn how to talk. Go to therapy. Get your shit right. Get out your mama's basement. Uh, Yes. I don't know. I'm just giving some of the shit I had changed in my life to be better for people. I don't know, bro. I don't know what to tell you. 
Right. But I think the article speaks to how, like, women are taught these yes. things. Yes. Like, women are taught how to be good communicators. We're taught how to, how to necessarily navigate these things because women are taught that they actually, most women, that Elvis and Joy wouldn't have and had over here. Yeah. But, you know, most women are taught that they have to do certain things, so they have to be proficient in certain areas. The relationship standards uh, paragraph was kind of funny, too. I thought that one was kind of interesting. Funny. It was like, you got to be to the relationships, the higher demand for relationship standards. Nigga, do your job. That's like your hey, job saying. Can I, can I say this about the communication part, though? What's up, Pimp? Um, communication goes both ways, right? So you have to be a good speaker, but you also have to be a good listener. So how how does that play into where, like in that article, you say women are good communicators. How many women are good listeners, too? Oh, good question. Good listeners are active listeners. Okay. Question mark. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I've seen it always from, it's from the human sides. I've seen it from the from from both sides. Uh, horrible listeners, uh, judging, um, great listeners, great active listeners. Uh, I know I spent too much time on Twitter, so you, you, you tend to see the worst in humanity. Uh, the latest trend um, is that anything that a man does that's not either slapping a woman or grilling is is gay. So if you're communicating, you're gay. If you're talking, you're gay. If you got a twisty straw in your drink, you're gay. If you drink, if you ain't drinking just straight malt liquor, you're gay. And that's to overemphasize the point that sometimes, and that will go with you having to get a better partner if you're a man, if you're being called soft or your manhood is being questioned because you are communicating your feelings in an effective way or what you feel is an effective way. So once again, this becomes to everybody ain't for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I, I just hate when we draw that line where uh, men are shitty communicators and when women are great communicators because, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you were saying at all, Kim. No, I'm not saying that's what you were saying at all. But I know yeah, it's, society it's sets it up that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just a question. I'm sorry, Kim. I didn't mean to cut you off. It was just a question for me because when I I've, I've been told that in my life, and I've heard that, and I'm, I'm sure other people have heard that, male or female, or maybe they haven't. But I'm saying for people who've heard that before, my question is: At what part in communication does listening become just as important as what someone has to verbalize? Very it's important. actually more important, important to be able to ingest what it is that someone else is saying and hear it from a non-judgmental space. Yes. That's so super hard to do because most people, you know, come with their own stuff. They're, um, when people are not in healthy spaces, they're actually on the defense, so they're preparing themselves for a blow anytime you say something, right? Yep. But if you can be present and non-judgmental, then you can hear things in a, in a very open and active way. That takes... Active listening is such a hard skill set um, to to learn and to know and to be like present, fully present and open with someone is super hard. And yeah, it's not an all or nothing. You know, I think the the article 
brings up for me, because I dropped it in another uh, group chat with um, some of the single homies that, and myself, you know, we were talking about some of the struggles that we have dating certain types of men and how we won't date. Like, I'm being pursued by like a, a 27-year-old right now, and I'm really struggling with that because I'm like, yo, he, he's not going to have any communication skills. He's not going to have this. He actually communicates very, very, very well yeah, and a no. very good active listener, but he's done a lot of work because he was had an sh- extremely traumatic background. So it just really depends on just, you know, like it's not an age range. It's really just being like present with a person. So... I don't know. I, I found the article to be kind of in, interesting, but the skills deficits part was was hilarious. I like how you called out your own bias. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be very transparent in, in regards oh, to, should. like, oh, yeah, I yeah. have that struggle because we, we it's do. just hard. We all have our own. I mean, I know people try to say they don't, but we all have our own biases. It just depends on what topic or situation the person is in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, listen to listen has to be like to be a listener like it's it's hard because it takes self-sacrifice you can't listen to you know like she said you can't listen to respond you have to listen to understand and then respond right and i think very hard skill for a lot of people to pick up on i know it's 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 hard it's been it's that's one of the ones that's really hard for me because um in my military life you're being asked a question and you're there's no like Sergeant Winston, blah, 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 blah. Take a moment to think on it. It's like, no, nigga, I need the answer now. Why are you talking with your hands? Put your hands behind your back. Answer the question. So it's taken a long time, and I still find myself doing that as the person's talking. I'm like, I may already have the answer, but I need to just listen anyway. Because I may, because when they finish it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that took a turn. I didn't see those last two words being put in there. So I, I, I think a lot of times it's driven by our professional lives. For me, it was the military. That mm-hmm. you might be in a high tempo environment where you have to provide answers all the time on the fly, and sometimes that is not sometimes a lot of times that's just not good for your personal life and interpersonal communication with people that you care deeply for and want to understand and come to you. They don't want some motherfucker like, no, I don't need an answer. I just need to talk to you. I don't need you to talk back to me. Right. I need you to listen to me. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Good shit. I ain't no. I ain't no. Look at you, Kim. Come with these articles. <laughs> I try. I try. Oh man, but some hey, a better listener, he got something to say. Well, it's me, yours truly. Well, I gotta hear, I gotta hear that opening. My bad. Yes, sir. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, finally, the NFL is gonna put this uh, Deshaun Watson situation behind us. It looks like his fine is eleven games and uh, five million dollars, uh, even though. Uh, even with his legal costs and the money that he spent settling with, I think, 23 of the girls, uh, he can he can definitely uh, afford it. <laughs> My opinion is they should have gone with um, the federal judge who they brought in to uh, make this decision, even though I'm not bothered by this 11 games. Uh, he, he missed 17 games last year, and I know that hurt. Any great football player loves to play the game. Um, as far as the girls are concerned, you know, I always felt that some of them probably had legitimate uh, um, uh, reasons to, to, to take him to court. And I felt some of the girls probably jumped the board uh, when they saw there was a chance to make money. I will say this, though. I never understood why a guy would need so many different masseuses. I, I heard one time it was, he, he probably used up the 60 
uh, so masseuses. Uh, I had a girlfriend once who used to have a masseuse once a week. A girl would come over with our table and give her a massage. I had a friend I played tennis with who every Sunday, Saturday or Sunday night. Is that girlfriend still alive? Wait a minute. We're <laughs> talking about. My hey. Huh? Uh, hold on. Oh, hold on. I, fig I figured it out, bro. What? This nigga is the black Dexter. <laughs> yeah. He is the black version of Dexter. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to let him finish, though. Hold up. Would have his masseuse come over, and it was always the same masseuse. I, myself, in my life, probably would have had three different masseuses, maybe four, but two of them were associated with the Buffalo Bills, and one of them was a guy. You know, uh, um... And it really surprised me to hear that some of these masseuses uh, were unlicensed uh, massage therapists. Now, when I was a kid growing up, we had a different name <laughs> for that. In any event, it's hopefully behind us now. I hope uh, Jacoby uh, Pissette can keep them competitive until he comes in week uh, 12. Uh, and I also hope that the Browns added an addendum to his contract. Only male masseuses. I what that's about, yo, uh, you know, first we talked about it. He got six games. Um, Goodell looked at that shit. They gave him 11 and fined him $5 million. That To people who don't understand his contract, that $5 million is less than 2% of his signing bonus. Yep. Right. He ain't losing no money. Not a drive. He got a $240 million signing bonus. He got a million for this year for playing because they, they figured that he would get fined. He would have to sit this year. After uh -huh. that, how, how many years? It's $45 million a year, but what's the years on that? You remember, AC? I, I don't remember it. Uh, on his contract? Yeah, because it's 240 signing bonus. He got $1 million yep. his first year, and it's like, 43 to 45 million. I think million like four years. For four it's years. Like, so, if, so if he gets all that money, it ain't even a fucking percentage. Nope. Yeah. That's like you and me giving up $200. Yes. Shit. It ain't even a percentage. You, you, once you get into his full contract, less than 1%. Damn. And then when he, said he, he missed. So he's. Go ahead, go ahead. The only thing he's really losing is playing time. He's in playing time, but he's also. The, he, he, if you ask me, and a lot, a lot of, people, a lot of uh, sports fans agree with it too, of course, he, he ain't fighting this. He accepted because he won't get out the way. And you take, right. you take this fine in a year when you're only getting a, a million dollars. Cause who's to say he fights it, fights it, fights it, and it comes down in that year you're getting forty five million. They go, okay, not only are we giving you more games, nigga, you made us fight for this shit. We gonna need more money. Right. And I don't know. This is just crazy. This is crazy. I don't know. <laughs> this whole thing is crazy. Like the fact that you know the man got a problem, and everyone keeps saying they, and even OJ kind of chuckled. Make sure he only uses male masseuses. Or make sure he only uses team certified masseuses. It's like, so you just blatantly admitting this nigga got a problem. Yeah.
that's the part. Like, I hope during whatever this is being, like, bruh needs some help. I still haven't gone into, like, the meat and potatoes of everything that went down, but 60 different masseuses over the course of, what, a year? Like, I think it's like, what, two or three years is all came yeah, out? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's a whole lot of professionals. I mean, this is his, this is his body. This, his body is his tool. I wouldn't want everybody touching some my body. Make, some of them are professionals, as you heard Brother OJ talk about. <laughs> They're not licensed. Yeah, so that that was just that was increasing his mm-hmm. own personal body count, and I'm not yeah. one. To, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not one to like you know sex shame. That's not my thing. But I mean, job. bruh has a problem. You just letting all these people maneuver your your body is your temple. That's your talent. That's how you make your meat. Your meat. Your bread every day. You you just don't give a shit. You just let anybody do anything to you. Cause we know that they wasn't really working working like that. No. No, and and uh, we were talking about today at work because they had it on, and Stephen A. The nigga I hate the most. Um, but he brought up a good talking point where it's like they were talking about well he ain't apologized. He doesn't seem remorseful. I don't think the nigga think he did anything wrong. I I really I, I think it's it's that thing. He where don't. You, it's that thing he where you don't. think you think he he might he he might say he said I apologize by hurting anyone so he may think I've been in inter- I was a little inappropriate he don't think he crossed a line mm. I don't think he did yeah. he, he thinks that it's, it seems like he has that mentality It's like you you see that shit played out in movies but in real life shit some of that shit happens where man, I'm 26 27 years old mm-hmm. I'm 150 million dollars. I, I don't, I don't, you can't touch me. But I'm also, one of the, considered one of the best five players at my position in the entire NFL. You can't tell me nothing right now. And that's the way he's, that's the way he's acting and carrying himself. It's some of that, it's a lot of that too. I think some of it also is, you know, that whole thing of when we talk about educating men and shit about, it ain't just about penetration as far as like sexual assault, sexual violence, rape sure. or not. He, so he's thinking, oh, I ain't raped nobody. Right. I think this nigga, yeah. this nigga think that. He think I ain't nope. rape nobody, so I ain't do nothing wrong. He's like mystical. <laughs> I can't a dick in my hand. No, no, well that nigga was that nigga was raping people. No, that nigga was raping. That nigga was yeah, that's different. That that's nigga different. Was not getting inappropriate massages. That nigga was raping. Unfortunately. But anyway, man, yeah, we'll see what happens. But well, we know what's gonna happen. Uh, cause <laughs> the NFL ain't slick though. This nigga come back the week they play the Texans. Right. The NFL ain't slick. <laughs> so, and then what's gonna happen is, is this nigga is is just as good as he was with the Texans, with that receiving core, and they start winning. Come next year, all this motherfucking masseuse talk, sexual harassment, sexual assault. Oh, go they away. Gonna, they're gonna be talking about is Deshaun Watson one of the best top top five QBs in the league right now. That's gonna be the talk. Yeah, yeah. just like that. Put your, your face up, Kim. Just like Big Ben when he was hemming them white girls up in the bathroom. Them niggas made that playoff run, and they forgot all about that shit. I think they really gonna exploit him because you said that the the game that he comes back is like with the Texans order. Oh, they about to make this seem like it's like a Christmas game. They it's about redemption. to have like special advertisement. Redemption. Sure. They gonna be like, he ain't been in no sure. trouble. He ain't been doing this. He been out there with the foam roller. He ain't been doing his own massages. They gonna, bro, I'm telling you, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the redemption game. It's gonna be the redemption game. Yeah. 
They might they might wheel that nigga out there on the cross and let him step down from it. Hey, but think about this. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> AC, they gonna they gonna have a big ass stone in front of the motherfucking tunnel, and they gonna push that bitch out the way, and the shine <laughs> the shine gonna come running out that motherfucker, bro. I'm saying they they gonna do something stupid. They gonna do something stupid. They are gonna do something stupid, man. If they, if I see that big ass boulder and the shine come out that edge. <laughs> you can hate me now. No but shit. I won't stop now. Christmas Day. You can hate me now. Hey, nigga. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay. And we gonna have to come back and talk about hey, that. Hey, what? Hey, what? What is this? <laughs> hour twenty nine on the recording. Okay, mark that. We are gonna mark that. Hour twenty nine on the recording. I'm gonna put that down. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Roger is right. They did have that big ass brick out there. <laughs> I thought Black Jesus was starting for the motherfucking fire. Hold up. Anyway, all right. Uh, we ain't gotta talk about this. Here's we getting into it. Uh. Damn it. Okay, I hate when we have jokes and then we have sad stories. Um, it is sports related. Um, so earlier this week at a little league, like little little league football game, uh, nine year nine years old playing football, pee wee league shit. Fight breaks out between coaches and umps. And somebody decides they're going to shoot one of the coaches. I heard about this story uh, actually on Facebook. And the real, and what's crazy is how I heard about it wasn't because it's of the shooting, because of who was involved with the shooting. Not the fact that a motherfucker got shot at a nine year old football game. Uh, a quib, uh, what's his nigga's name? Akib Talib. Akib Talib. Yeah, I always fuck his name up. He uh, played at KU, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what KU niggas do. Uh, but yeah, he um, he was present and his brother was present. At first, there was speculation that either him or his brother were the ones that shot the coach. I think that was later put to rest. I'm not sure. But definitely that it wasn't uh, Tlaib. Uh, his brother still maybe remained a suspect. But at, initially, that's how it was put out there. That That's how the, the article was put out there that these two brothers may have been the cause of this man's death at a fucking... Pee Wee League football game. I'll play the video and we can talk about it. Let me rewind it back. So what you heard, what was not seen is there's a gentleman with the football. I don't know if he's a coach or not. We don't know who, but he happens. But he seems to be somebody on the opposing one team who's fighting with the refs, trying to get over to the other side. The camera pans to the back of this. There are families, 
there are people fighting. Someone gets hit over the head with the fucking yardage marker sign. And then what you hear are gunshots being fired, like pat, pat, lady screams, and then pat, pat, pat. The fuck are we doing, people? At, not, at, at a child's football game. As someone who has coached, I don't know if y'all have coached, I mean, but you know, you're mad coaching. Mm-hmm. Around young people, educating young people, teaching young people. I Kids, try to man. educate young people with the love of a sport that allowed me to go to college for a little bit. You know, I didn't graduate at that time, but later on I did. But it still allowed me to go to college, meet people like like uh, Slim AC, Joe Jeff, shit like that. And then through that, it's to teach fucking kids discipline. Fuck the game. Fuck right. football. It's to teach kids discipline in a, on a rectangle space. Discipline, how to be held accountable, how to be to be a sports a sportsman, even though you're going against another young person, how to respect them. They're not your enemy. It's a fucking game. What are we fucking doing? A, 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 a nine-year-old had to see his daddy die over a fucking game that don't fucking matter. They don't get a fucking 10-cent trophy, and then what? Uh, uh. Like, 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 like when I was coaching the like, reason why I'm so it didn't it didn't get to this when I was coaching the the twins and I was a defensive coach for their little league team, we blowing this team out, dog. It's like 32 to six at halftime, so we come out second half. We gonna start our second team on offense, and we ain't gonna run all the little trick 'em dick 'em pass plays that we was running. We gonna just give it to the second string, let them get good quality reps as a coach should in that situation. These mo and so we started and we also started running the play clock down because I'm like niggas gonna get hurt. We smoking these niggas, right? Uh-huh. These motherfuckers calling us cowards. They they cussing from across the sideline. So my coach OG, he don't fuck around. He called timeout. Say hey, we, we need to have a meeting in the middle of the field. I like, look y'all, there's kids out here. My kids out here. My brother right here. My coach, his kids out here. I think y'all kids out here. Y'all cussing and all this stuff. And like, well, y'all fucking around. This, this, and that, blah, 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 blah. And the kid, I'm like, bro, we beating the fuck out of y'all. Your kids going to get hurt. Our kids ain't going to get hurt. Your kids going to get hurt. And what are your kids going to learn besides fucking how to lose? I mean, thank goodness there was no violence that day. But it's shit like that where it's like, what are we doing? Don't bring your fucking... Al Bundy, I scored fucking five touchdowns and poke high ass out here trying to relive, relive whatever you didn't fucking do. Because if you was doing it, you wouldn't be fucking coaching little league football, my nigga. You'd be coaching in the pros. We all out here right. to have fun. Keep that shit at home. Teach the kids. Real. Don't live, don't live your fantasy to no motherfucking children, bro. And that's all this shit is right here. This shit is bullshit. I'm tired of seeing this shit on, on on fucking Twitter, man. This shit is it's bullshit. My bad, AC. Go ahead, bro. No, I ain't got nothing to say. You said every fucking thing I was gonna say, man. Like, I, you know, I've coached before too, and come on, man. I I don't have no words, man. You said everything I wanted to fucking say, man. That shit's ridiculous. I don't know what the fuck we are doing. Like, for me, there's, there's a couple of leagues here that actually have like. I don't know if they call it etiquette, but they actually put their parents through training because a lot of parents don't realize that when this type of behavior has probably escalated, you know, these leagues, my dad used to run parks and rec over here on the Kansas side. And 
I grew up in Kensington, JFK, basketball, football, softball. I grew up all around that. We didn't have those types of problems, but we also had a tighter-knit community where parents knew, like, this is a means to an end. Like, this is an introduction to the sport. This is where skills are taught. This is how, you know, this is how you give the child basics. I mean, my dad ref for years, and so a lot of his him as a ref was teaching kids, okay, stand behind this line, don't cross this line, you know, this is what a three second is, da 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 da. And I do remember, I mean, there were times where my pops had to kick me out of the game. There were some times where he had to kick, you know, my mom's out the game, you know, because we was getting a little mouthy at times, but that was a precedence that was set. We learned. I think what we have here is, like y'all are saying, parents that are trying to relive their glory days on the kids, but then, like, the pressure that that puts on the kids, that can kill a kid's spirit. They may not even want to play. They can really be killing the next, they can be killing a child's dream. So parents need to get that shit under wraps because that unrealistic pressure, like you said, these kids are going to get maybe a certificate of appreciation, you know, a little trophy trophy of participation. It's not that deep, but this, this baby is not going to have his daddy. And he, and he is now going to have some big feelings around this sport that he used to share with his father that he cannot have anymore. It's just super unfortunate. It's, it, it, it's crazy. Like, and like for me, it's like when I was coaching these little kids, my most, my favorite moments, my biggest moments came in losses. We had one kid who played cornerback. This little nigga would not stay on the outside ever, ever. And one day, I don't know what I said. I don't know if it was looking my eye where I was like, bro, you got one more time to try to slip this block and go underneath. And you gonna be on the second team. They ran a sweet play. That nigga came up, motherfucking did a little arm rip outside. The running back got surprised because he thought he was gonna go inside. Hit him, motherfucker fumbled, scooped and scored. We still lost by 14 points. But you, hey, the way I was running down the sideline, you would think I was the lead blocker. Because I was just so excited that he learned a technique. He learned a fundamental. He learned something that's going to make him a better player. Fuck winning. Winning's good. But what individually are you teaching these young men? And sometimes women. We had young girls who played football in our little leagues. What are you teaching these young people as far as the sport? What do you teach them as far as perseverance? As far as like, yeah, you failed. Yeah, you got beat this time. But we're going to make it right in practice this week so you won't get beat next week. Are you making the same fucking mistake every play you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. what little things are you teaching this ain't it bro athletics man athletics should be no matter what the sport athletics is a breeding ground just to it's, it's life training bro yeah it, it discipline it teaches you routine uh, it teaches you toughness mental toughness like all of that like all of that stuff that you can take with you to other places man so when you got people who don't understand that shit, who never got that shit, and just never received that, you get dumb shit like this. On top of uh, you know, on top of the fact that you know what I'm saying that we just we so fucked up that well, why would you even bring your gun bring to your fucking gun? Hey, what what is the fuck? Who do, who are you planning to shoot at a little league game? Well, right. the, the coach, I guess. Shit. What fucking intentions do you have? We're going to play a football game. What the fuck? Why yeah. am I fighting with a nine under the seat taking my son to his football game? Let's talk about that mentality. What the fuck is that? Uh, we, once again, one of y'all going to have to get pushed off the cliff if when Thanos come. Because we're going to need all the stones, bro. All six stones. We're going to need all of them. 
I, I'll jump, nigga. Fuck it. You can't jump right there. Oh, I gotta. I gotta. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but when, when we snap, though, I might be with you, though, bro. So there we go. But, <laughs> shit. But I mean, I mean, so sad, man. This young man. Yeah. What, what was gained that day? Damn, nothing. <sighs> okay, man. Let's, let's wash this down with some uh, some some better news. New Orleans uh, Dookie Chase's restaurant lands its own TV show. Um, I know uh, Miss Honey Buns. Uh, she got all giddy. I Talking did. About the chases, I did. Chase, chases men's. Well, um, <laughs> me and Miss Leah Chase actually we go way back. Um, it was two thousand and. And it was our first uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and I had an opportunity to cook for the lovely Chase's son, and he said he wanted to take some of that there peach cobbler to his grandmother, who I didn't know who that was. It happened to be the wonderful Miss Leah Chase. So uh, we oftentimes went to uh, Dookie Chase restaurant. She has this bomb green gumbo. The Chase family is a New Orleans staple. They're... Um, Multiple generations have taught at the Dillard University. Um, and there is Edgar, who has a restaurant in the um, in the airport there. And this is just super big news for their family overall. Um, Leah Chase and her husband actually opened up Doogie Chase. It was a pillar in the African-American community. It is in the hood. Um, it is actually, right. it used to be right across from the projects, depending on like, your New Orleans history. Um, it's just, the series is just really going to follow Creole cuisine and everything that they've given to New Orleans. So I'm going to watch um, just because I'm a fan of Leah Chase and uh, and all that she is. And she has some pretty dope family. So um, shout out to the Chase family because I know that they do listen. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to see this. A 26 part series. Nice. That's going to be super dope. Nice. Salute. Salute, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Uh. We need we need we need we need to wash them down. On to the fuckery, man. Yeah, uh Does everybody st- I put this video up in the chat. I don't know if What? what? No, she wanna know she- yeah, Um I, I tried to watch it, but uh people kept interrupting me. But oh, go ahead play it. I won't interrupt you now. What no, she wanna know if she look like Beyonce. <laughs> Does she look like Beyonce? To the, left, mean, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. That nigga said, uh, you, you unique. Your name should be unique. 
<laughs> you see, he didn't let go of that cart, though. No, he, he was didn't. he was ready just hey, in case he had hey, to defend himself. Hey, exactly. one. Either 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 close the distance or get the, or get little. Yeah, <laughs> that motherfucker was heading to the P Valley. Something the rules are, the oh. rules are, that's what I'm saying. The, the rules of the fight: either close the distance and finish it, or get little. Motherfucker, I mean, run, nigga. Run, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Uh, I going uh, I won't watch the. Did you see this uh, Philadelphia video, Kim? I saw this hot mess of some bullshit. This is, is this the video where the woman was talking about bring your friends and this baby looked like he only 22 and three quarters and she looked like she's, she, you know, she's probably 37, but she looks, you know, I get older. I hear what you're 54, saying. 54, you know. You're the sun, it's the sun. The sun. She, she doesn't wear sunscreen. No. And, huh. well, I mean, well, there's a, the whole video, but it's like, I'm not going to play all that shit. What is nigga Kobe? What is happening here? Oh, that's grapefruit. Okay, anyway. Uh oh. Oh, hey, 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 everybody. Wait a minute. What happened to the okay, I guess it went away. Hmm. Cause there's the whole the entire video. So basically old boys out there with this little thing saying he wanna sign sign up to be a side nigga. And she says the word too. Yeah. In the beginning. So I don't know if you missed mm-hmm. that part. Yeah. But for me, fuck all that. It's this crack, this fucking mime crackhead. Like I don't know if this is a skit. That nigga kicking it, ain't he, dog? Yeah. The gentleman shorts. Yeah. Like I don't know if this is a skit. If it is, this nigga deserves some kind of award because he in the background doing the thing. Like I couldn't stop watching him. <laughs> okay. So, so no, yeah. You say. You yeah. should watch the dude in the in the shorts. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Let me focus. I, I watched this video like ten times. Every time you watch it, there's like that's why I said this is like I've never seen a video with four people in it that's this fucking busy. Mm. A lot of shit. Dr. Going Pop, up. no, no, yeah, it's me. It's really me. I okay, like that. So what's a side what's a side nigga application? Um, it's basically I didn't do it, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Kim. Yes, sir. You're not looking at yes. him. Yes. You're not looking at him. Fuck, fuck her. <laughs> fuck the words. Look at my man. It's really me. I okay, want that. Okay, so what's a side, what's a side nigga application? Um, it's basically. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know. I know. You act like this is 1920. It's 2022. No. His daughter. His daughter dates a black guy. Oh, his daughter dates a black guy. Oh. I didn't, you didn't say that. That makes a lot of Listen, sense. Listen, who doesn't? Uh, so, but anyway. That's your I know. Okay. What's, that's okay. I am the most equal, loving person. and But I want to hear about this. Pause. I need a hard pause. So what are you uh, doing? So basically, it's a... Yes, ma'am. Pause. Did the Caucasian male walk behind the Caucasian female and smack her on her ass? I think they're while together. She, hmm? They're together. Okay, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. And the reason why the gentleman came was because he heard the N-word, and he sensed the disturbance in the force. He sensed my discomfort, and he decided to come. I don't know. I think he just... He's just trying to get back home. I think he's from the future. 
<laughs> Wasn't he already there from the beginning? He didn't no. disappear. He was already there. No, he's already there. No, he walked up. No, no, no. He came up. It was like he heard the word. He came out of the concrete, and then he here he is he right here. <laughs> here, he, here he is right here in the background. But he, yeah. But the way he rolls up, you think he you think he's there the whole time? He just because you because you pay attention to the front, the video, and then like, oh, there's this nigga who was there. Yeah, but he, he yeah. came in strong. He came no, in real strong. I think it might be a quantum leap situation. Oh shit! <laughs> Teleportation. Yeah, okay. This nigga trying to get back to his timeline, but he got to fix the problem <laughs> at this at, at this junction at this current gotcha. event. Okay, got it. I, I wish. You, what'd you say? I say, oh, you stuck there forever, nigga. I know. So like, yeah. It's basically. I didn't do I like I like Kim's theory. He heard. Side nigga, and then they go, oh, well, hold up. Oh, I heard nigga. <laughs> See, look, Lady Lavender, there he is right there. There's a gentleman with a satchel bag walking. Then there's a gentleman in jean short right there, yeah. And see, so he heard that hard. He didn't hear the ER, so he didn't come running, but he well, just, you know. Here's the he best heard. part, though. Look where this nigga is at. He's about to cross the street. And something said, turn around this in his nigga, spirit. This nigga ran a fucking. A fucking five route <laughs> came back. What is a five route, sir? Uh, is it, is, is it, it a, like a pivot? Like a slant? It's like a, a, a quick slant? I think it depends. Okay. On, it depends on your your, your your tree. Which side? I can't forget four or five. Yeah. Anyway, see the four or five. This nigga ran uh, slant. Cause I'm like, first time I saw the video, I was like, where's nigga come from? This nigga was crossing the street. Hmm. And he said, detour in my soul. I'm just wa watching. Dr. Pop, no, 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 yeah, it's me. It's really me. I'm okay, with that. So what's a side, what's a side nigga application? You see, right when she's about to say side nigga, this nigga pulled his shirt up. I don't know if he he's showing his. What's a side nigga application? Um, it's basically. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know. I know. Yeah, act like this is 1920. It's 2022. You know, she work in somebody's office, and she mm. is hell to deal with. Hmm. Right. I hope she don't have an office to go to. I hope not, but I'm just saying, you know, wherever she work at, she be sending out them emails, and niggas be like, this bitch. <laughs> Right. <laughs> a black guy. Oh, his daughter dates a black guy. Oh, I, you didn't say that. That makes a lot of sense. I am the most equal, loving person, and but I want to hear about this. So what are uh, you doing? So basically, it's a. Uh, yeah, big booties, maximum. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a uh, resume almost, uh, but it's like okay. I'm applying. So it kind of says my experience was big booties, big titties, big shorties. Uh -huh. And then my interest is pretty smiles, non-toxic women, DSLs, throw goats, twerk queens. My leadership is submissive. Oh, I'm a great listener. Man. Won't allow you to take the wheel. Positions is limited due to size, so you know what I'm saying? interest, I got... Yeah, the whole video is crazy. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's Let's it's, keep it's an eye on this brother, because he might come up missing. Yeah, he's sitting in somebody. Yeah, so we need to do a welfare check on him because she yeah, probably got him hemmed up somewhere. The boat get out. I saw mm -hmm. get out more than once. Agreed. Well, we good. We don't need. We don't need to watch grapefruit. We good. Yes, we we know about it. Okay. Just don't have any small cuts on your penis that could burn. 
What, what you, what's that look for, Cam? Do you have a question? No, no, I, I, I mm -mm. Do you have a Y'all don't, don't, don't do that stupid, okay, love. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Let me put on my sex educator hat. Ah, okay, so y'all, that's, that's, that's a wonderful trick. Don't just up and do that on somebody um, without their consent because you will catch a fist, sis, okay, or sir, to each his own. Um, don't, don't just sit there and have that up under the bed like she said. And she'll tell you how to do it. She'll tell you how to get your ass beat. If So don't, I, you got to talk to your partner I'm more about the, that type of I'm stuff. I more prefer the soundtrack rather than the actual, I don't want, I'm not a big fan of food in the bedroom. No. Or fruit. But yeah, I'm saying, I, I, I more or less, I, I like the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, um. Yeah, she's she's very vocal, very verbal, but still, y'all need to talk to your partners before yeah. engaging in that level of activity because other, you will catch some hands. And whatever you do, don't blindfolded or not. Men, even if you consent to this, please do not shave that day. Yeah, I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want any citrus acid on my on my on my my private parts, sir. I I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, get one of them. Uh, I don't know what they got out there. There's so many things out there in the world that you could just go to the sex. Go even go in a go to the go sex to store the with your child. partner and just have fun. Need a fruit. Need yes. a fruit for the baby. Trying to burn fat. Need a grapefruit for your, your your fat burning routine in the morning. No need to be sucking dick and eating grapefruit. Yeah, well, might be fat burning in the bedroom. What? Put Y'all better turn on turn on your little fitness app. Get them get them calories in. Burn them calories. I'm always, I'm always scared I'm gonna call somebody if I have my my watch on. Like it might, I might push. <laughs> the next thing I know, my, my mama is just. Ha, 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 ha. You just turn that function off. I'm just saying. Well, if you just start, you're like, oh, hold on. Ain't like you watching the movie. Hold on, let me go into movie mode, baby. Let me <laughs> that's that's just absolutely yeah. The soundtrack is yeah, whatever you know. That's for theatrics. Um, I know it's for theatrics. I get that. It's, it, that's why I said soundtrack. Soundtrack enhances the theater aspect of it. I get it. Yeah. Get consent, y'all. Get consent. Don't. Well, <sighs> get consent yeah. in general. Just don't be going putting dicks in your mouth and you didn't ask nobody. <laughs> well, no, it, and you, you should get consent for that always, you right? Go, you but before be you bring other things in. Yes. Yes, I, I feel you. Get consent. No, I, I agree. I agree. Miss Honeybuns does speak for me. Yes, yes. Get consent. Please, yeah, don't surprise nobody like that. Yes, consent is sexy. That's that's what we say in class. Consent is sexy. Tell tell the motherfucker what you're going to do before you do it in graphic detail. Like it can that. actually enhance the moment. I'm going to create a PowerPoint. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had a whole. I just went into my whole work spiel. My bad. That's okay. I went to. A, I went to. Yeah. I, I said create a PowerPoint. There we go. Let's do that. Yeah. We'll take clips from certain movies that I like. There we go. Anyway, uh, any caveats out there? Yeah. Um. The I-10 East Corridor is shit, bro. That's just for the record. The I-10 East Corridor is shit. Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Georgia, Florida is fucking shit. Yeah, y'all fuck, right. fucking up down there. <laughs> shit. I, I East don't drive that way. No. I agree. I agree. Y'all fucking up down there. Anybody else? 
Everybody else. Like I said, well, Brother Joe couldn't uh, get on with us. His computer probably shit to bed. Uh, I have no else. All the tabs have been tabulated. We have, we now have consent to uh, sign off here. Mm. Everybody's happy. What? What did we do? Yes. Okay. Niggas can put y'all chips up. Yeah. Mm. Well, good shit. Well, well, good shit, man. Yeah. Uh, ready to have you back here in the city. Uh, yes. Let, Thank uh, you. Uh, I mean, you ain't got to do it here, but offline. Let me know if you need anything. Let us know if you need anything, bro. As far as getting situated up here, we got you. All right, I sure will. Yep. And with that said, man, Lady Lavender, Miss Honey Bun, Slim AC, Ten Meters, KC Stork here, Triple B, Brothers Breaking Bread. Never, ever, ever miss a moment to break bread with your brothers and sisters. We out. <laughs>